Hellie Hole Road was originally the track for pilgrims who, long before the town existed, came here from all over Orkney to visit the Haley Hole or Holy Well, beside the road in Brownston on the hill. This was one of the many wells in Orkney dating from early times, where the water was considered to be a miraculous cure-all. Just off Hellyhole Road, there is a house on the hill known as the White House, so-called because it was the first house in Strumness made with lime mortar instead of clay. Captain Bly dined in the house when Captain Cook's ships called into Strumness. A young man who lived at the White House, George Stewart, served on the bounty during the 1789 mutiny. Again, Ian, where we left off last time. That's right, the Eric halfway up Hillyhorn. Well, yes, more or less, at the top of the PD Hillyhorn. At the site of one of the schools that operated in Strumness in 1789. There was a grammar school in Strumness where Latin was taught. Apart from that, there were three schools where arithmetic and writing Aye. were taught by male school teachers. Or no, there were four and three where girls were taught knitting and, mu <laughs> knitting and music. Game <laughs> schools. The Haven was once the premises of the Orkney Hudson's Bay Company agents. One of the agents was the father of Dr John Ray, the Arctic explorer. He pioneered the exploration of the Canadian Arctic and found the elusive Northwest Passage using Inuit knowledge and technologies. Lady Franklin stayed here at the Haven in 1851, awaiting news of Dr. Ray's search for the Franklin expedition. John Ray discovered the outcome of the ill-fated Franklin expedition, but the sad story of desperation was not welcome and Ray was discredited for many years. In recent years, he has been recognised beyond Orkney for his great achievements. In the museum is John Ray's fiddle. You could call me a harp maker and general luthier, and a luthier is a posh word for somebody who makes musical instruments. Well, I've been visiting the fiddle for years, just going along to the museum and uh, looking at it through the glass. And uh, it was a bit of an ambition. I kind of had this sort of fantasy that one day somebody would knock on my door and say, please restore the fiddle so we can play it. And then it actually happened. It was amazing. <laughs> we don't have cast iron proof that it went into the, the Northwest Passage and up into the Arctic with John Ray, but we know that he played it. We know that he, he took it with him and it was his fiddle. But I think it's certainly a fiddle you would travel with. It's not a, a super fine fiddle. If I pick it up and we give it a bit of a tap, I've got here um, an old hammer from a piano with a little felt end on it, and we use this for testing instruments. We can hear a lovely... I'm tapping different parts of the back. It's like a kettle drum. Different bits of it sound different. This is the front. Thank you. 
got the gut strings on it, which makes it slightly harder to stay in tune. <laughs> they are very different. It's taken me quite a bit of time to get used to it, I must admit. The gut strings don't respond in the same way, so the first time I played it, the fiddle was what you might describe as being asleep. You know, it hadn't been played for such a long time, so it did need someone to just give it a little bit of welly and strings just went Bleh. But after I'd kind of woken up the fiddle a bit, then I found I could back off a bit and the tone started to come through. This is, in, in actual fact, a, a Land Rover fiddle. It's a 4 by fiddle. It looks like a normal violin, but when you lift the lid, I, I had to take the front of the instrument off because most of the glue joints had failed and there were a few splits and cracks that needed sorted. If you go to the museum, you'll see the paint worn away on the fingerboard where the player's hands have, have worn that off. We know, therefore, that this fiddle spent most of its life playing in the keys of A and D. Also, we know it's all down in the first position, down by the tuning pegs, so it's almost certainly used for dance music, for people's music rather than classical music. To see something that I've looked at in a glass case for many years now, to see that put back together again, that it's going to be played. All fiddles are special. They're such important parts of your of your own family history. It's like hearing the voice of your granddad if you play your granddad's fiddle. So every single one of them has got a, a story to tell. And this one, I mean, John Ray, what a what a hero, what a man. We can't shake John Ray by the hand. We can't hear his voice, but we can hear his fiddle. And I think possibly that explains the fascination. And this is the nearest we can get to any sensory experience of the man and the time in which he lived. OK, let's move on and walk along the bony street to the museum. You'll hear about whales and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs>